Smash cut. A technique in film where one scene abruptly cuts to another without transition. Much like a typical conversation with me and my friends when discussing film, television, music, video games, or anything else that happens to come up. This is the idea behind the show, Smash Cuts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smash Cuts. This is episode 19. I'm here with David Maldonado. That's me. And Jacqueline Kemick. Hello. And this is Smash Cuts. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I got corrected, by the way. I, I apparently it's not from uh, um, the Jetsons. There's actually a a rabbit called Ricochet Rabbit that goes. And I, uh, as soon as as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a rabbit that shows up, and he's like, Bing, 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 Ricochet Power, or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. I remember Ricochet Rabbit. Yeah, it was like one of those really shitty cartoons, like you know, like. Yeah. They drew it ten. They drew it like ten minutes before it was going to air, or something like that. You know? right. um, well, this is we're 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 coming to you after uh, the Thanksgiving break, and um, uh, there was a lot of there was some movies that came out, but I think probably the biggest thing that happened uh, this this weekend was, uh, and I'll and I'll I'll start this off before I get to the how's everybody doing, but. Um, we finally got to see uh, a trailer for Star Wars, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Well, I would say a teaser, and yeah. and um, uh, at first they said it was going to be only in the theaters, and then thankfully um, they did release it online because I actually did go to a theater this weekend and it wasn't on the reel, so I would have been pretty mad if I thought that I was going to get to see right. it. <laughs> but, but, um, I, I, and so they released it to everybody, and uh, there was so many fake trailers leading up to this, so many fake yeah. photos and everything. Like, so every people were like, oh, I found it. I found, I, like, I even got fooled by the Harrison Ford picture, which for all I know is real, but, you know, I found a Harrison Ford picture at, where he looks like he's dressed like Han Solo, and um, uh, Han Solo from, like, the first one. So in a way, I'm glad if that's a fake one, because I, I did have a problem with him wearing the exact same outfit for the last <laughs> 30 years. But, um, <laughs> but I, I do have to say, uh, I, I was, I liked what I saw. I liked the feeling I got. I liked the, the idea that, um, I don't know what it meant. I don't know anything really. And all it did is just brought me back to being a kid and wondering, like when I'd see these trailers or these commercials, wondering what did this mean? What did that mean? Whereas the world is so split in the middle where they're like, I didn't get a story, a plot synopsis. I didn't get to meet all the characters. We didn't get to see Luke Skywalker. We didn't get to do this. But yeah. And then the other thing, the, one of the biggest things I keep hearing is that it looks like a fan made trailer. I'm like, yeah, well, J.J. Abrams is the ultimate Star Wars fan. So, of course, this is his fan movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, Come on. And unfortunately, we're at a time where, you know, the level of, uh, you know, that Batman Darth Vader thing that you posted, Dave, um, which we'll awesome. post to oh, yeah. our, our Smash Cuts, that was so amazing. That was like that that quality of that film was just it's almost so as good as anything. <laughs> right, right. So it's just like, you know, people are t- – there's talented people out there, and yeah, you're going to see a lot of a lot of samey stuff. But it also shows how influential Star Wars was that people can get the the vibe and the feel of the movies right. 
you know, yeah. because mm-hmm. it's just so ingrained in our culture that, that we, you know, if you make a fan film, you know exactly what beats to have, what kind of music you would use, what kind of cuts you would use and all that stuff. So whatever, it's, it's, it's a big universe now. It's not just, you know, a select few people. Everybody loves Star Wars. Everybody's excited again. Just like they were excited for Phantom Menace. Just like they were excited for, you know, everything else that came out. It was just yeah. like, yeah, sure, once the movie comes out, people will start shitting on it. But, oh, you know, everybody, it's 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 still <coughs> an exciting time because we're getting a new Star Wars movie. You know, it's it's so I'm, – I'm psyched. I, I agree with you, Rich. I really enjoyed what I saw. I love the fact that I have no clue what the F is happening. Yeah. It's just – you know, a bunch of little things, but it, you could tell that there's, you know, a little bit of touch. You know, the JJ's touch. There's, he's got that that kind of filmmaking style. You can start to see, um, and you know, seeing the Millennium Falcon fly around, and you know, just all that stuff just got me really, really pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm super psyched because, yeah, it's part of George Lucas's universe. It's part of all that stuff, but it's also somewhat of a new take. It's, it's a passing of the torch. It's a new. It's a new generation of Star Wars films, and I'm really psyched for the future of it. I can't wait. I can't, uh, December of next year can't come soon enough. And we're not even to, like, freaking December of 2020. <laughs> did you get to see it, Jackie? Did, uh, did yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it looks it looks great. I agree. I was I was watching out for lens flares, and I didn't see any. So yeah. <laughs> I was pretty cool. Um, I, I was even thinking about how insane it was, and I know that we've talked on this on the podcast in the past, that J.J. Abrams is in charge of basically the two largest, um, most successful and beloved, you know, sci-fi genres and licenses in history. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he sets those tones apart. And I think that even in, in the trailer, you know, there, he does have his own style. So you do see a little bit of that come through, but it does seem a little dark. I'm really hoping that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't play the same as the Star Trek movies did. And and I think that, you know, my hopes are high, you know, I, I'm not going in expecting it to, but I just, you know, I'm interested to see how he differentiates the two in his style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. He said that with the, with this teaser, he, his thinking to cut it, he cut it to the style of the original star Wars film, like the template of that. So mm-hmm. starting on the desert and all that, but it was interesting mm-hmm. to, to keep space out of it. Um, I thought that was a, a nice, uh, interesting twist to do. But, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing I thought was funny is, is some of the reaction was, it looks like Star Trek. And I'm like, really? Didn't we have that last time with it looks like Star Wars when, when the Star Trek movies came <laughs> really? out? I, mean, I right, feel right, like, right. like Star Trek. I mean, no. I, I get that vibe. I just was commenting because of the tones and, you know, yeah. just how interesting it is having... That's a lot to be in charge of. But I mean, um, there is a little bit of a blue light in um, the Star Stormtroopers inside that ship, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's blue light. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny because... But they did blue and red lights in Star Wars. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I think of... Because if you think of Empire as kind of that color palette, like Bespin and, right. and the reds in Cloud City and, and uh, the white in... Uh, like, it's, like, it's very much the template of Empire as well, because I know that... That's that's his favorite film, and I know that's what he and Lawrence Kasdan were trying to capture. Again. Arguably the best paced and thought out you know, film yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it, it's interesting, when I was a kid, it was always my favorite. But I always the part I always once I when I was watching it at home, it was the Yoda scenes that were always felt like a a wall. But you know, as I got older, you know, those became just as important to me as all the other mm-hmm. scenes. But it's it's funny though because when you when you when you go back. And you think of yourself as, you know, think of 
how you react to something as a child. You know, I know if I would have seen this, I wouldn't have, I probably, my head would have just exploded. You know, I wouldn't have known what to think because, because it visually looks nice. And, and it's so, I think it's so, I think this is more press based with the whole thing about, you know, oh, there's a black stormtrooper. Like, I feel like the press harped on that and then people yeah. started commenting on that. But yeah. I have, but the one uh, thing I did think of when I, when I saw him it's afterwards, Facebook. yeah, I thought of, I ain't I, seen I, shit. I but I like the idea that, you know, you could wonder about it. And I, I like the idea that obviously, you know, if he is a stormtrooper and not just somebody wearing the armor, that obviously when the force is awoken, he's, he's, you know, something has come alive in him. And, uh, and yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, people were talking about that too. It's like, well, how could the force be dormant? But they're forgetting like through the 30 years of star Wars, you know, empire Jedi, like all that time period after the Jedi's disappeared, the force was dormant because the Siths, the Sith existed and, and it was Darth Vader and he was essentially the only one still using his power outwardly. And then after that, after after the Sith was gone and there's still no Jedi's, it kind of makes sense that the Force would just kind of die off in a weird way, you know, or, or go to sleep, so to speak. So I like that. I, it's a it's a concept I never would have thought of, you know, uh, I, and it's it's a nice little surprise. And I also like that they didn't show us. You know, at first I was like, what? No Mark Hamill, no this. But in a way, I'm glad that they didn't because right. then we would have had, you know, eight months of, oh, this looks old. Oh, <laughs> she's this, this. You know, we're so far in advance. People already want to, you know, claw apart every minute and every second, every microsecond of, of everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, there's plenty of time. And I much prefer having a teaser now and then a full trailer yeah. later. Yeah. And then, you know, not feeling overwhelmed with like, Oh yeah, I forgot that this hasn't already come out because I know everything about it already. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and and I love that somebody already made the judgment that that robot is Jar Jar. Like for all they know, that robot's in it for two seconds, right? <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm, you know why is everybody getting out of their brain about it? It's a freaking ro- robot. There's so many robots in this movie. In the original movies, there's like a little toaster robot that rides around the floor. I know. Making weird noises. And people, what, we're going to shit on that too? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, what? There's so going to be, that's going to be a mouse droid. Now everyone's going to laugh at that too. I don't want to laugh. I don't want to laugh. It's like everybody. <laughs> everybody's like losing it. Uh, they're losing And they're losing it about the lightsaber too, which, you know, I think is kind of cool looking. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, excited. About the movie, but I, I think it, it looks cool. neat. Yeah, I think it looks neat. He could light a cigar and and you know, <laughs> it's a little flamey, but it's neat. I don't know. It's. I also wonder too. I know everyone's saying that's Adam Driver, I guess, but when I saw that, when I saw him running like that, I'm like, could that be Mark Hamill? Like, it'd be kind of interesting if if Luke was is is in the dark side. If that happened, or you know, not that they would do that, but. You know, it just made me wonder, like, who that actually was that we were that we were seeing running through the uh, running all in dark. Oh, and and then the other thing is that X-wing pilot. I didn't realize that was the guy from Sucker Punch. Did you guys know that? Which guy? Uh, the guy in Sucker Punch who was the, I guess, the pimp, for lack of a better word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he was in the movie. <laughs> I was like kind of surprised. Yeah, he was just in something else, too, recently that I saw that I was like, oh, it's that guy. You know, <laughs> it's how unfortunate, you know, how, how what an impact it makes when you see an actor for the first time and you kind of always associate that with them. Yeah. Like, 
and it some some actors have have to really dig themselves out of a hole as far as you know warming your heart goes <laughs> like cause you're just like oh now I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Owen's always going to be Uncle Owen to me. You know, the brother, yeah. the, I mean, in, in uh, Attack of the Clones. And I've seen him in so many movies, and now he's in Moses. And I'm like, that's Uncle Owen. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my mom can't stand Nathan Fillion. And I'm like, how do you not love Nathan Fillion? He's so wonderful. And it's because he was the villain in Buffy. And he's like, she's like, no, I hate him. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because he was in that that horrible show, Two Guys in a Pizza Place, like because he was that's where he got his start. And I was like, I originally I had a prejudice against him because of that, but then uh, (laughs) then I liked him. Uh, I was like that to me originally. (laughs) Uh, So how how were your guys' vacations, by the way? Well, I I use that term loosely. How was your holiday? Uh, not vacation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was horrific. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, they, this was the first Thanksgiving I was, you know, like cooked. <laughs> like, <laughs> cooked. So that was cool. And so we did the whole um, Thanksgiving thing, and I didn't burn down the house, and that was awesome. Nice. And <laughs> watched Indiana Jones Temple of Doom because why not? It was yes. definitely a Yes, the Thanksgiving in your thirties. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's still um, cool that they have those move those like movies on, right? Like 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 stuff. Oh, we we didn't. It wasn't on. Oh, we, oh! And ironically, we, it was actually at the same time. Oh, it, was it really? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I saw somebody was saying, "I'm watching all the Indiana Jones movies on." I forgot what channel, and they said, "Oh yeah, they were playing uh, the, uh, the trilogy on the channel somewhere, right?" Well, well they oh, that's really funny. Yeah, they even had included Crystal Skull because the person yeah. said, "And Crystal Skull's on it too." You know, like they even wrote that. <laughs> little... <laughs> that's so funny. No, because. Uh... Uh, we're like, well, what's a Thanksgiving movie? And I'm like, adventure movie, but like fun adventure, like Indiana Jones adventure, you know? Because yeah. HBO On Demand had a bunch of stuff like Dark City and like some stuff that I really love, but I'm like, no, I don't want to do – it's got to be fun, you know? It, can't, it has to be like good feeling kind of thing. I mean, so did that, and then I, I had to work, unfortunately. I do work retail, so um, I worked – we opened at uh, 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving, and we're open all night through to 10 p.m. Uh, the following Friday. So nice. I went to work for a while, and then came home and took a couple hours sleep, and then went back to work for a longer while. So <laughs> that's that's uh, so, that sucks. Whatever, you know. We made a lot of money though. I was like, what a, <laughs> what's up? Making money. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all about. I miss the days when uh, when it used to be on TV. It was all like you know King Kong or. All the Godzilla yeah. films all day long. Well, that's what I was telling my wife. I was like, oh, "How come they're not playing King Kong or Godzilla? They were playing the new King Kong uh, on one of the like Showtime or something like that." And, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I was I was gonna say like what Channel Nine, New York City, yeah, watch, yeah. Like, all the Godzilla movies, and Mighty stuff. Joe Young, and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. yeah, you know what? We should just start our own. I, that should be the new tradition: is Pacific Rim, the new Godzilla. <laughs> like we just start the, doing it with the newer films. We'll leave out the '89 Godzilla. We don't need to get that involved but uh how about you dave how was yours 
Oh, it was cool. I mean, I, I basically, same thing as like, I kind of helped my wife cook cause I never really cooked during Thanksgiving. So I did some of the easier stuff that wouldn't kill anybody. And, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I haven't gone to see any movies. I wanted to go see, uh, like big hero six. I want to see Fox catcher. I want to see some of these films that are out, but I just haven't had a chance. I mean, the only one that it, Big one that I got to see before Thanksgiving was Interstellar, which did we? I don't even know if we ever. Yeah, I don't talked. think we ever. I don't think we ever but, uh, did. No, we never but, talked about uh, there. But other than that, I mean, just you know, every now and then, get, playing a little. Uh, what's it? What's his name? Uh, Shadows of Mordor, and you know, and and uh, getting excited about the Hobbit. I guess that's probably the next movie I'm going to go see. Yeah, I haven't. I still have. Believe it or not, I haven't seen the new trailer yet. Um, and I have the. Wow. I did get the ex- yeah I'm behind on that and I did get the extended edition um, second movie which I haven't gotten to see. Nice. Um, I was trapped in a world this weekend of, of football and Disney Channel. That's all I heard <laughs> on both sides of the of, of to the left of me and to the right of me. That which is such an, a, a a vortex to be trapped in. But um, that's all right. I was uh, yesterday. Uh, it was a Tyler Perry movie marathon. So cool. oh, of course, I get you. The Medea movies, nice. Yeah, there you go. No, it was actually this one was why did I get married and why did I get married to? Oh wow! <laughs> Hopefully, my, why did I get married three will clear up all those questions finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did get to see two movies. I um, well, I got oh, well, obviously not two movies, but I got to see Interstellar a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Which, but and I which did, felt like two movies. But yeah, like... it did feel like two movies. And then I got to see uh, this weekend. Um, we snuck out and went to see Hunger Games uh, or Mockingjay uh, mm-hmm. Part 1, which uh, I didn't read the book, but I really liked it. I thought, oh, cool. you know, again, all all of the movies so far, each one has gotten, uh, I don't want to say better and better, but each one has kept me interested. And, and from the first cool. one, second one, I still, I thought was great. I thought it felt very much like Empire Strikes Back. And this one definitely had a, a cliffhanger because um, they cut right in the middle of the book, but it was just a... Uh, it was it was really well 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 made uh, well made film. It was an interesting story. At times, I felt like you know for a while there, I, I said you know be, most of the beginning of the movie for a while felt like she was just running into a room, seeing something on TV, and then bursting into tears, like scene after scene <laughs> of that. And for a while, I was like, okay, how many times is this going to happen? But then the story picked up, and it, and it and it really leveled out. Did you get to you got to see it, Jackie, too, or? Yeah, I went and saw it yesterday, and I I, I disagree with you. I mean, it, it wasn't a bad movie. I, I was interested the whole time, but it was almost because I was already invested from the other films, not because this one was really gripping me. Yeah. And I think that this movie, more than any of the other ones we've seen so far, was just a victim of them, you know, uh, the Twilight Syndrome, where they're, you know, breaking apart book one and book two, like like part one and part two. And this so easily could have been condensed into one hour a first hour, and then whatever the next movie is would be the second hour. I really felt like they were dragging it out to uh, make a two-hour movie so that they could make a full two-hour movie out of the whatever's left. And I didn't read the book, so maybe there's enough happening in the last you know movie yeah. to fill that two hours, and maybe that's why they did it. But as far as this one, I felt like it was all just build-up, and it was all... Um, pretty lackluster there weren't there weren't a lot of great action scenes there were a couple but they were you know like they certainly weren't what had been um set as a precedent from the previous films i mean obviously this is the first movie that we don't actually get a hunger games uh which is okay because 
they're, they're trying to destroy that. And when we get that, and there were a couple um, action scenes in it, but I don't know. It was so much more subdued, and and I just didn't. I didn't like it, and I know that they probably followed the book. I haven't read the books again, but they probably followed some of the timelines in the books. But it was like she would go to an area and come back and then realize she had to go back to that same area again <laughs> to do something else. And I'm like, yeah. okay, we've already been here. We couldn't do this all at one time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, t- I'm <laughs> telling you, Dave, she, she ran into the room crying. <laughs> like, I, I think for the first 45 minutes of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. kind of weird at first. And I, it's funny, Jackie, because when you say that, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think that's why my mind went to the other two first, because I, I think, mm-hmm. I think I'm not thinking the, the – yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm not thinking them I don't I don't think they hold up separate I think the first one holds up separately, mm-hmm. but I don't think the other two hold up on their own. I think you need to see they need to be all completed. Like I think that's why I right. like this one cuz you know, I had just kind it's of Definitely a continuation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I was also, right back there, but I mean honestly, I think they raised the bar with the second one personally. I really liked yeah. the second one and it was the action was so good and everything was so you know, cool. Um, but the same thing happened in this movie that happened every other movie that I that makes me not like Katniss too much. And I'm sure it's part of the tween, you know, drama love triangle thing. But it's like whoever she's with at the moment, she falls in love with. Jail, she falls in love with. And she's leading them on. And I'm like, all right. I yeah. understand having feelings for two people at once because people are human. But grow a pair you know what i mean like (laughs) stop leading these people on and make up your mind and stop being so so weak-willed and it's almost like every movie even the the prior two movies i feel like most of the movie is convincing katniss of what she needs to do and then in the last 20 minutes she goes and does it you know (laughs) you know what's funny is so this movie was so you feeling that if she hung out with philip seymour hoffman for a good 40 minutes like she would have then started having feelings no, 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 no. Wouldn't that be funny? But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the bigger picture because the yeah, most, yeah. most of this movie, they're kind of, they're convincing her of what she needs to do. And she's like, no, I can't. No, I yeah. can't do it. You know? And then she's like, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, so, yeah, it is very textbook. Like, I, like, that's the thing. I, I, and I think I put that aside because I knew, you know, thinking of the source material, not to, put down the writer or the I know there's a bit of melodrama uh, melodrama that that's written into these books for a specific audience so I kind of I kind of said all right I know that that I know I've seen this on General Hospital you know so many times (laughs) uh, you know but um but uh uh I I still I the one uh, you know one other disappointing thing and it's not even disappointing but I think what I loved about the first two films was always seeing the division between the districts and then the world and the rich world and, and, uh, and the capital. And I feel like we didn't really get to see the capital at all. Really this time it, it really, it really felt um, now that I'm thinking about it, it really had a very matrix revolution feel to it where you're almost in uh, uh, Zion too long, you know? So, right. and again, that, that may have been something that if it had been one movie, none of us would have, or I wouldn't have felt, but but uh, I, I think maybe I was I was a victim of I had no entertainment, so maybe this was like a cracker tasted like the greatest thing I ever I ever <laughs> had, you know. But but I, I'd say I did enjoy it, even though even though there were problems, I did see those problems, you know. But but I did yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, and I mean I'm not trying to slam on it or anything, but it just it just didn't really. 
again, like you mentioned, hold up as an individual movie to me so yeah. well. And I didn't watch the other two leading up to it. I would maybe recommend if you're not already into it, maybe rewatching the other two going into it and maybe you have, a, you know, an easier time, <laughs> yeah. you know, with it. but well, you know, what's funny is I, 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 I haven't seen, I saw the second one when it came out. I, you know, I saw a very bad version copy of it where for some reason things were cut out of it. And I realized when I was watching the movie and I had questions for Jen, Jen said, don't you remember that scene? that the copy that I saw didn't have that scene in it. So that's what you get for watching things you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Well, when you, when you're trapped in a house and you have no way to see something, you you get, I know, (laughs) but, um, but that, but that's, so I have to rewatch that again. But, uh, um, but uh, again, saying that so far, I do like the second one, uh, better. I, I liked some of the aspects of, of, uh, what they did with, uh, the characters like Pia and uh, I was disappointed not to see some of the other, uh, some more of the other older people, you know, when, when, uh, yeah. but then also I felt like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was a little different than he was in the other one. Right. Like I, I well, in the other ones, he was playing a part. Yeah. Well, he came off very much like a, like a, uh, like the, oh, that was what I was going to say. The politics of it. I, I do feel <laughs> like it, they spent so much time, uh, setting up something so that we can kind of see the parallel between the capital and how that became established and this world, because this world is very, you know, the world that she's living in where she, when the movie starts, she's kind of been taken into this underground uh, city in district 13, which, which kind of reminds me of uh, uh, that other movie that I talked about recently. The, the one with Tim, uh, Tim Robbins and Bill Murray, when they're underground that long, but it, but it's a very totalitarian society that they've kind of created underneath. Everyone has to wear the same jumper, you know, everyone has to, to, everyone has a duty that they have to do. And so, so it's, and even the way Julianne Moore is playing the character, cause she's kind of the president of this district. You kind of wonder, is she going to, is it, are things going to go South, you know, by the time we get to the last book or the last movie? Well, yeah. I've yet to see it. I definitely want to check it out. Um, I invested my. I, I mean, I, I I wasn't too crazy about the first one, but then uh, the second one actually entertained me. Thought it was kind of neat, and then curious as to what happens, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I'll have to see it. Whether I whether I go see it in the theaters is another story, but I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Well, I will say the I, the other reason I probably didn't connect to this one as much as the other ones is again, it, it is a very it's a movie about revolution and and you know fanning the flames of of you know such. But the other two movies, you really got that wonder of the world, and the, I liked the cool like science monsters, like the tracker jackers and different things that they had, and like the booby traps that were all sciency and. You know, um, even, like you said, even talking about the Capitol. So there, we didn't really see any of that this movie. You know, I mean, everything was very straightforward. This was like just like a basic science fiction movie where there were a couple um, elements of those films that, like before. Like there was like Tracker Jacker Venom came into play at one point, but it was kind of just like a throwaway comment. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really you got to experience with um, with the characters. And that's one of the things that I found really fascinating about the other things. Like obviously the politics and how everything thing got set up but also just the um the strange little unique quirks of the world well you richie you were saying that uh you know the 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 world that they're building and stuff like as far as like a movie that stands on its own are we past the point now you guys think that 
uh, a movie has to stand on its own, or we can just give it a give it a free pass because it's part of a series, and people should just expect it. I mean, does it? I mean, what I'm trying to say is, does it qualify as a good movie if it doesn't stand on its own, or you know, even even if it is entertaining? Um, can you still get a, a sense of the world that they're in? Can you still get a, a full story? Is there a full character arc or anything, or is it just an episode? I mean, is it is it at the point where we need to just make these things like miniseries as opposed to like that we watch at our leisure? And a, yeah, and, yeah. Or, or is it, you know, because can we really call it a film if it's just a chunk? I of mean, a story? I think more so with this one than the other two, where because this because they literally took a book and split it in half, and unless you're you know. There's no author who would write a book and say, okay, let's split it in half and release it over 10 years, a chapter a year or something like that. You know, nobody would want to do that because, you know, it, it doesn't you, – you write a story so that it has a first act, a second act, and a third act. You know, when, and when mm-hmm. you split it in the middle and now you've got one movie that's a first act and half of a second act and the next movie has to start with half a second act and half a third act. Like I think what ends up happening is then they start to say, okay, we have this movie – now we have to make it its own three act structure, but then, mm-hmm. but then you're you're making it longer than it needed to be. So, so, I, it, it's weird. It's a weird problem. I think the biggest mistake that they, you know, ever since Harry Potter did it, I think that's the biggest mistake that every movie thinks, you know, just to make more money, to, let's split up right. the last book, you know, because they don't always have to do that, you know. But didn't they like for for Harry Potter and for. Uh... What was it? There was another movie that did it too. Or the Twilight. Twilight, I think. Yeah, didn't they leave it, release them at least like six months apart or something, or like not even wait that long? You didn't have to wait that long for these movies. I mean, yeah, I, th- I, I feel like Harry Potter was a year. I don't know why. Was it okay? Yeah. Because yeah. this one you gotta wait till next year to like for for this mm-hmm. end of the Hunger Games, and it's like, do I do I want to wait till they yeah. both come out and well, I'll just see see a double feature? You know? yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. I think you raise a valid point with that, but honestly, I think. In this particular case, it could have been handled better because I do believe it needs to have a strong first, second, and third act and have, you know, your character develop. And maybe that's just because of this particular story. I feel like we're seeing Katniss develop the same, like, like she's starting back from square one every time we see it. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, we just saw her do this in the last movie. Do we really need to see her develop the same way again? And, I mean, I, more than anyone else in the world, uh, you know, know that a lesson will be taught to you as many times as it needs to be taught before you actually get it through your thick head. But do we really need to see it on screen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Because it works in a book sometimes, but it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily work because it's it's a more character thought. You know, I was just thinking, too, can you imagine if Return of the Jedi was split into two movies? <laughs> you know, the second movie is, like, the, just the Ewoks for the first half, and then all of a sudden... Like, that, like, that's the thing, is, like, everything can't be... You know, there's some movies that maybe you look at and say, okay, this needs to be split up, but maybe you just need to bite the bullet and make a four-hour movie then, you know? Because right. Lord of the right. Rings doesn't seem to have a problem with that, you know? they right. Right. they're just like, you know, fuck it, we'll just do... We'll just well, let everybody sit here and... <laughs> and die and grow <laughs> old grow old on this yeah whatever um well but again and that was my point was that the, this hunger games movie could have definitely been boiled down to an hour so even if the other one is two hours you put them together it's a three-hour movie which is not unheard of you know yeah, yeah. 
not every movie needs to be three hours. You know, we talked, I, you know, I don't know. We'll talk about interstellar, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but if there really is enough story to make it happen, you know, you don't have to stretch it out into four hours and make two movies. You really can make one big epic movie. It it happens. It's okay. You know, so let's let's uh, let's dive into Interstellar because it's funny. I, I think I have the cracker situation. We already did, Richie, at the beginning of this uh, podcast. I already was telling you uh, about my review, uh, but it was like it was it was on your watch. Oh, okay. So then I went. <laughs> so I, need, I need to sideways myself into into the review. Um, I, I, you know, I think again, I, I, I. Uh, you know, not having seen a lot of movies lately, I finally got to see one, and it, it was visually. Why well, don't you want to say it was visually amazing? It was just interesting to see that film on such a large scale, and then it, mm-hmm. you know, for, and be out of the house for three hours, maybe I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but it was. Uh, but I, I did like it. But but it's funny because when you stack it up against, you know, if I want to compare Nolan to Nolan, which which is a little unfair, but you know, but what are you going to do? That that's what you, most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It isn't his best work, you know. It's definitely. I think it's definitely on the lower side, you know, of, of some of the things he's done. But I, I thought it was an okay movie. You know, I didn't. It didn't bother me, or, or it didn't. I didn't think it was such a mind bender either. You know, I, I didn't come home, you know, like now researching and like the way people are talking, like they want to write papers on, you know, on mm-hmm. this film. Like I didn't think it was that that impactful in that way. But I thought it was an interesting movie. You know. Yeah, I liked it. I there are some things that I I wasn't crazy about with it, um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I love science fiction movies. I love getting a chance to actually seeing them in the theater. It was beautiful to look at. Yeah. It definitely didn't need to be as long as it was, um, but that is something that we've run into before with Christopher Nolan, where he likes to hear himself talk, kind of you know, <laughs> through the film, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, really beat beat things into the audience um that didn't really need to be beaten but but i did i mean i don't know i liked it i liked the concept i thought it was cool and fun and sci-fi and um i love tars oh my god yeah those things are cool (laughs) oh yeah yeah he was cool that kind of reminded me of the new robot in star wars right like the like uh seeing that robot like see uh, the way that he moved and twist and turned yeah it was it was it was kind of cool i i thought they could have cut out the scene where Matthew McConaughey was cooking and he gave us all the recipe for his chicken, you know, when he said, you put the mm-hmm. chicken in the beer and then you let it boil. <laughs> Once the chicken boils, you bring it to a slow rise. Now, is everybody with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that movie was long. I, I, don't, I, don't compl- I, usually don't, I usually don't complain about long movies. This is the weird thing about it, is that the movie's long, but it moves at a steady pace. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're never, I bored. You're never bored. You're never bored, but I, but again, I'm, I fall into this. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I get into this point in the movie where they need to resolve what's going on, or else I'm gonna, you know I'm going to lose my brain. Yeah, so, yeah. and this this one was was like every time you thought that they were going to get to a resolution about something, they just extended what was happening, and it just kept going, and it, it just kind of uh, pissed me off a little bit, but not to the point where I was like, oh my god, I hate this movie because I didn't exactly hate it, but I wasn't really blown away by it. I thought mm-hmm. the visuals were beautiful. I thought the I thought things were really cool looking. The uh, the the ideas behind it were really neat. Uh, I'm I'm not even bothered by you know the whole fourth dimension thing either because those are concepts I always think about anyway. It's like it's neat mm-hmm. to see those things represented on screen. I just hate being told what the concept is. 
over and over and over again. I hate being just having it shoved down my throat, you know, for the people that, Richie, you know, you've said it before, where the people that wouldn't understand it. Not to say that I'm smart because whatever, it's just, it's a concept, it's an idea, you know, and ideas can be expressed visually without having to be told what those things are. And I think that that, you know, since the film is a visual medium, uh, I don't think we need as much exposition as, as this film was giving us. And I don't think that the story warranted three plus hours. There were things that could have been cut out. I think the whole uh, Matt Damon side story could have just been gone. It's one alert, right? <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, either way, it's it's like it could, totally could have been something. It could have been a second movie, whatever. Who knows? But I think without that section of the movie, we could have gained some momentum and had a pretty decent story without having to deal with a, a fake antagonist it was just kind of like thrown in there just just because there was nobody fighting against each other so we needed something to fight mm-hmm. against or something i don't know that that is my i mean that's just my own personal opinion i'm sure there's you know obviously there's people out there that think this movie is genius like they thought gravity was genius and this is another space movie which you know i i didn't leave this movie like after watching freaking the right stuff you know, I saw the right stuff, and that doesn't have CG in it. It doesn't have much visual effects, but it's a compelling movie about astronauts. You know, do you know exploring the unknown? Whereas this was, it was like, yeah, they were exploring the unknown, and I, you know, it's neat and all. They go, yeah, oh my God, there's big waves. You know, but whatever. It, it's it's still, it's it still needs to be about these people. And it was more about the ideas and the, the idea of going out there. And I don't know. I, I, I'm very conflicted about it because again, it wasn't a horrible movie, yeah. but I, I really do think that uh, it needed to be dialed back a little bit. Uh, it, I guess he's at the point where he's untouchable and he could just do whatever the fuck he wants when he's making a movie and people will just think he's genius. And unfortunately, but I, I, mean, I, I, I don't know if, uh... I don't know if I want to paint that brush on him, though, because I, I think, you know, a lot of people forget he was – he did start off as an independent filmmaker. And, right, right. And you, you, he does treat his films almost – I mean, it has the pace and the style of, a, of one of those independent films that you would see that would just take its time and tell its story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but but to to say, hey, he needs an executive to come in and, and tell him what to do. Like, I don't know if that's no. The he just he solution. just needs a second. I mean, I know what you're saying because because <laughs> this film is not one that I that I love all his films, but I don't know if I need to see this one ever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just. See, I I like this one more than I liked Inception. Like I'd probably watch this one again versus watching Inception. You know. Yeah. So and and even when you mentioned Gravity, like I left the theater, and even when I'm thinking back on it, I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Gravity. I kind of don't get why everybody lost their minds over people's performances in that film. Um, even though I did love the spaciness of it all, but, but interstellar, I'm, I'm not like going to bat for it or anything like that because I do think that there are flaws, but I really did genuinely enjoy it. And I was genuinely engaged the entire time, yeah, even I, when I feel I'm like not I've, a oh, sorry. fan. Because I no, feel like I've also seen movies that, that have tried to tackle this kind of, what do you do after the earth kind of thing? And they're so... Mm-hmm cheesy and overblown but they they get a free pass for being cheesy and overblown you know what i mean like like that's why in a way i don't mind that it's that it's so um not and it's not even that it's so smart it's it's trying to be smart maybe maybe is the right word but i don't mind that because i feel like i get enough of the fast and the five type of you know Mm -hmm. end of days armageddon 
you know, kind of movie about this subject matter. It's okay to, to have a movie that, that just wants to, you know, it was like that other movie. What was that other media movie that had Tia Leone in it? Um, came out at the same time, deep impact. Mm-hmm. You know how that one was like same time as Armageddon and, right. and people said, mm-hmm. Oh, that one's a good shit movie. Cause there's only talking in it, you know? And meanwhile, um, you know, it probably had smarter thoughts about what would happen than right. you know, some of the right. other things. And, and that's the only thing I, I, I think for us, you know, we, we love sci-fi and we've seen Farscape and Doctor Who and, and all these shows that have explored these kind of things where when we see it on the screen, we're kind of like, it's not a surprise for us because, you know, I've seen a Doctor Who episode with that very fourth dimension kind of thing, you know? Right. <laughs> but, but for the, but for my, somebody like my mom or, or, or other people who've never, you know, they would never, they would watch that and not understand what was going on in that Doctor Who episode. But this mm-hmm. was a movie, where, now Matthew McConaughey's doing a Doctor Who episode, essentially. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it, you know? <laughs> so, so in a way, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like Shakespeare for the masses in a weird way, you know, because Shakespeare always kind of took very big themes and watered them down for everybody. So, so I mean, but again, you know, I, 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 I don't like, think X liked it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is too watered down. I want complication. <laughs> but, um, I, I just was like, we just talk to your damn father. And I was getting annoyed with her. With right. her, with her yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake, he's going off. You're getting, you know, you know, then she wouldn't talk to him. And and then also, what was the two-for-one deal with Casey Affleck and Matt Damon? Like, what was that all about? <laughs> but, Wait. Well, I'm trying to remember who Casey Affleck was in this. Matthew McConaughey's son. He was the oh, he, yeah, he, he was, was the big tension scene where he was <laughs> he, he was yeah he, he was really weird he was it. keeping them from uh, take going into the upstairs section of the like that was a, that was the only that was a little corny was when they did the they needed the you know the three tension sequences so so you can go back yeah. to him and so it's Casey Affleck you're not gonna go up and look at that library you know and so they they have to distract <laughs> him with a fire and you know that was a little yeah. little much but. too much. But yeah, cool. but I mean, I but again, I would rather see that than some of the other things that that I've. And that's just it. Is I I think at this point, it's one of those movies that um, it's one of those times where okay, so it's not my end all be all favorite science fiction movie, but I'm still so happy it's out there, yeah. and I'm happy it's doing well, and I'm happy it's uh, furthering the genre. And my God, I'll take that a million times over, you know, something like Battlefield Earth, you know. <laughs> so, oh my God, yeah. And, I'm just saying, like, people who, when when science fiction movies were kind of getting a little kick, um, people were kind of just crapping out really bad ones, you know what I mean? So I'm happy that we're kind of on this kick of good science fiction, and I know I'm about to name two Tom Cruise movies, God, Lord forgive, but I really also enjoyed Oblivion, I really liked um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, you know, this is really good, Gravity, not so much, but I, it's, it's all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we're, we're really kind of staying on the path yeah, at least they're accepted. It's being accepted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're still seeing them, and they're not all terrible. You know, you know what's weird is apparently uh, what what's the, what was the movie? I'm getting so confused with the Live, Die, Repeat, or and what it was yeah, originally yeah. called. Um, apparently, it was a big hit for Tom Cruise overseas. So it made mm-hmm. a lot. So it actually did make all its money. You know, and even a more good so. Movie people yeah. just yeah. didn't go see it, yeah. and right. I think it was a mistake for them changing the name once it hit. Uh, you know, 
to what what it's shelves or or digital or whatever. It's like stick with your shitty title. You know what I mean? Fine, edge it tomorrow. It's fine. I like edge it tomorrow. I didn't think it was a bad title, but like you know, that's not. If nobody saw the movie, that's not why. (laughs) What was the the original? Was all you need is kill, right? Is that yeah? And they should. I wish they just called it that. I mean, (laughs) I mean, of course, they don't want teenagers going to see a movie called All You Need Is Kill, but. But plus, it also sounds like a new Bond film, right? Doesn't it? You know. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, uh, I did see because because they have all these movies on demand where you can just check out stuff that's in theaters for like two seconds. I got to see a movie, uh, the new Greg Araki film called uh, "What's It White Bird in the Snow" or some shit like that. What is it? It's with uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Jeez, it's the Uh-oh. girl from Divergent. Oh yeah, uh, old man, old man syndrome. <laughs> I know you turned it to me in this podcast. Yeah. Oh man, but uh, Shailene Woodley is in it, and uh, uh, it's actually pretty cool. I thought it was good. It, it has the woman who was in <laughs> <laughs> that thing where she said <laughs> words, the and then the, the girl from Sin City, uh, Dave to Kill for, where you guys weren't really too too taken up on. Uh, Oh, Ava Green? Ava Green, yeah. She was in it, and I could see why Jackie was saying that sometimes she's kind of ugly. Because in this movie, she, she, I mean, she goes from looking really beautiful to looking kind of crazy. Yeah. She's got a crazy face. But I thought her yeah, performance was really I don't good. Yeah, I ugly. Don't tell, don't tell. I, don't I thought I, yeah, I thought I was, I thought that was me, right? Because I oh, was maybe. the one that wasn't so, I was like, really? You know, everyone, that's funny. <laughs> But uh, but it Although was. You, uh, lo- you you nearly lost me with that other chick you mentioned, <laughs> Shailene. Oh, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is about her, but I, I'm not. I don't, I don't know. I kind of dig her. I think she's good. I, she's not. She's the same performance every movie. But I, I don't. Know, there's something something kind of vulnerable about her. I like. I don't. Know, there's just something something I dig about about her performances in these movies. She's kind of. She. Uh, I mean, she's kind of out of place in this movie. This White Bird in the Blizzard is the movie I was talking about. White Bird in the Blizzard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based on a book, and it's about a girl who's who's uh, whose mom just disappears. I don't nowhere it takes place in the 80s and it's got a really cool look it's got a great uh feel and the performances are really good it's just one of those weird quirky movies that i it's just like a nice afternoon of watching a movie it's 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 a mystery but uh, it's kind of uh it's not really just it's more of like a character study on all these these people what's his name um uh what's the yeah eva green's in it and uh forget who else look at the guy uh he played in hung oh i can't even think anymore he played oh, in, thomas, oh thomas, thomas jane thomas, thomas jane yeah so i mean i was him and aaron eckert uh confused yeah they're very similar look at least dave didn't say you know he's the guy with the big penis what's his name you know that, that guy with penis, yeah uh doing karate um but I, honestly it's what it's it's actually a decent movie if you if it's like one of those things you guys are wondering if you know you got something to watch or whatever it's actually pretty good it's it's i like greg Araki films you know he's hit and miss his, like he did doom generation and uh nowhere and some other weird like 90s flicks he's got a very I interesting visual style everybody else yeah uh, so, one is, oh doom generation is the one with rose mcgowan Right, right. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I always felt like, a little outside of that. Like I, I for some reason, I, I, you know what? Now that you say that, I was, I always felt like I wasn't, I wasn't included in that movie. Like when, when I started watching it, like they were like, "What are you doing here?" These are they're messed up movies. I'm not saying you know they're, yeah, they're pretty yeah. great. 
But it, uh, it's 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 actually what I appreciate about his films. It's kind of like a unique take on cinema. He's got some interesting ways of making movies. Very kinetic style, especially Nowhere. If you've, I don't know if you've ever seen that one, mm-hmm. which I, I kind of dug. But this one is is a bit more restrained. It's not as as uh, as as kooky as his other films, but his stamp is definitely in it. Um, it's probably more, one of his more straight, more straightforward films, probably even like a, a stab at making a mainstream kind of film because it is a straightforward mystery. She's trying to find, she's not really trying to find out, but you're actually wondering what did happen to her mom. And, you know, you're, you're, you're actually kind of invested in some of the characters that are in the film. And like I said, there's some pretty decent performances. Um, and I don't know. I thought it was a pretty decent afternoon, but I don't know. It's kind of out of left field. There's one of those because we there's all these films that we don't get to see because again they're either in art houses or yeah. whatever. Like I can't believe I can't see Foxcatcher. I want to see it. I heard on Howard that it's phenomenal, and I keep seeing all these reviews on it. And I want to see this film, but it's not playing anywhere near me. And and I live in Austin. I think it's one think- of those that's going to probably go wide in January. I bet once it's closer to the Oscar season. You know what right. I mean? Because it it was really it got a lot of hype in Sundance and and a lot of the festivals. But then because it didn't open by me either. You know which one opened by me and and I kept getting the two titles confused was Whiplash. Like oh I, yeah, yeah. I hear about even that. Even though they're not the same movie at all. Like Whiplash is is uh, J.K. Simmons. He's a teacher and the kid is learning about drums in this prestigious school and he's supposed to be like the very the teacher from hell i guess in a way mm-hmm. uh and then uh and then the other one the steve carell one where he's that's the true story about the the, the guy who used to uh fund football play, uh, wrestlers yeah um which was a disturbing story you know so but i hear a lot of good things about that about both of those movies but yeah whiplash some reason made it out here and the other one i haven't seen either it's a, and birdman never opened wide either i never got to see that yeah it's playing by me i keep yeah, really I, I think I, I think i might have to just go check it out i definitely want to check it out i, I really want to see that and i really want to see big hero six yeah me I too I didn't see book of life or box trolls i'm really slacking on my kids movies yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> and book of life was a del toro film right? yeah yes. well it's, it's he produced it right he's he and he, he he got some um, uh, one uh, another Mexican director guy to do it. Yeah, like he. Yeah. The the story I heard is that he um, he liked the idea. Like the person came to came to him almost with like the worst presentation ever, and it was. But it was like something. The the story was so um, uh, romantic, I guess, in a way, or, or something so charming about it, and to see Mexican history in a positive light. You know, that's mm-hmm. why. You wanted to make it. I kind of was curious about the look of it because it looks very much like. Mm-hmm. Is it Henry Selleck that directed it, or is it just that style? It's just that uh, style. Oh, yeah. yeah, it has that interesting style to it that I that I like. But um, well, the one thing I also wanted to mention, which uh, I forgot, because everybody that I know is excited too, is this uh, Jurassic World. Trip. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it looks fun. <laughs> I like the idea of it, though. Uh, look, I like that I, that concept of you know people in bubbles riding around. Like it reminds me of something Tony had an idea about years ago. But people in bubbles going around the amusement park and being able to interact with the dinosaurs mm-hmm. without touching them. Like it's an interesting concept, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see well, how that works out. That does seem interesting is um, that I saw somewhere in an article, or maybe it was just somebody's 
status, I don't know. But, like, are dinosaurs really so boring that we already have to come up with a new one to make it the antagonist? <laughs> nah. <laughs> have we really run out of all of the interesting dinosaur uh, possibilities? I mean, I think Apparently the problem... So. Well, I think the problem is probably... Because when you think about the story, if you want to make it... If you want to make the amusement park where it's a functional amusement park that people can go to and trust and make it believable that somebody would actually show up there feeling safe, then you have to say, okay, well, it can't just be the dinosaurs breaking out again because then, you know, that, that just ruins the whole illusion of the safety that we, that we had, especially when they put all that money in and all this stuff. So I like the idea that, that somebody, you know, is so that they're so unhappy with the idea of, they've created dinosaurs that now let's take it to the next level and, and create a new species, mm-hmm. much like the way, the way people create dogs, you know, like those French bulldogs, you know? Um, so, so it's kind of an, and I, and there, there seems to be a hint in the trailer where um, the dinosaurs are helping us fight the new species. So that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> But yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be negative on it. I, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm it looks. Not, I think it looks. Yeah, I think it looks fun. I don't know. I, I like. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think of the concept to begin with. It's a ridiculous concept, but I feel like at least they're trying. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it could either be you know as great as Jurassic Park, or it could be you know the Jurassic Park's version of uh, Jaws three. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, so as long have... as they're not going like, "Hey, Velociraptor, what do you think?" I don't know, guys. What do you think? <laughs> you know, it's not like that. You know, <laughs> towards the end of the clip, I don't know if you guys saw where. Um... Uh, Chris Pratt is like on his motorcycle yeah, in yep. the jungle, yeah. uh, even surface, obviously, yeah. and like being surrounded by velociraptors just on either side. I'm just like, okay, yeah. this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks fun because I because that's because I've been I've been watching a little bit of those uh, uh, final um, what do you call it the race ones? What are those? Uh, the oh god. My forty-five-year-old age is showing. Um, what is it? Uh, oh God! What is the the Vin Diesel movies? Fast and the oh, Furious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been every. I, I've been convinced to watch six and uh, five and six because supposedly those blow off, blow the lid off of the movies as we know them. So, um, mm-hmm. and and just right off the bat, the ridiculous stunt that occurs that essentially <laughs> says we do not believe in gravity. Um, <laughs> tells me that I'll be okay with dinosaurs <laughs> and, yeah. and riding, you know, chasing Chris Pratt on a motorcycle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, I, I mean, I, I don't, they are better than I thought they would be. Are they? Yeah. It's, and they're very convoluted. Like, it's weird. That probably doesn't take much. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be better than we thought they would be. Well, <laughs> it's funny because it, they make a big deal to let you know this is taking place before Tokyo Drift. And, uh, um, yeah, I know, right? So, so Before the events of Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I got to watch Tokyo Drift. That's what I was thinking. But then I just, like, read a synopsis, and I'm like, all right, I'm, okay, I get what they're doing. Nobody, Wait nobody a second. This is happening before or after Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not paying for this fucking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and the reason is, do you want to know why they, it's taking place before Tokyo Drift? Because the character that they're using from the Tokyo Drift movie died at the end of Tokyo Drift. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
okay. So they so they have to now make it make sense, and then apparently the character that that this was like this turned heads around, blue skirts up in the air. I mean, people lost their <laughs> minds because the character that supposedly killed uh, Hans from Tokyo Drift is revealed in the in this latest one that it was um and i can't even think of his name it's me guys remember i'm an action star with sylvester stallone what's my name jason statham jason statham that's my name thank you i didn't need you um that guy he's supposedly the one that killed hans and so now we have to go oh but he wasn't really there but he was there because they've edited him into the movie now like anakin skywalker at the end of return of the jedi oh my god So, They're like, nobody saw Tokyo Drift to begin with anyway, so if they're going to go back and see it now, they yeah. won't know. Yeah. There's seven, there's seven of them. Which is funny, because I think that's actually the only one of those movies I did see. Because it had Billy Elliot in it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that dude is in it? Billy Elliot. That's funny. Yeah. I also saw a trailer for Pan, the, the Peter Pan thing. Oh, yeah, the uh, Hugh Jackman one, right? Right, right. Yeah, that looks weird. Yeah. Uh, I Well, I thought Hugh Jackman was Captain Hook at first, and then... He's Blackbeard. That really blew my mind because then I'm like, so Blackbeard and – but then Captain Hook and Peter Pan are working together much like Lex and and mm-hmm. Clark and Smallville and mm-hmm. yeah, it all comes together. But he has his hand, so how, why is he called Hook? Is, is there like – Well, that's his last name and now he's going to have, you know, uh, to lose his hand at uh, some point. Well, the crocodile will bite it off as – Yeah, there you go. To, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like you wonder how they get these names, like like Fish Mooney. I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> how did she get that name? That's just you know, that's kind of crazy. Uh, I know. It, somebody and asked like fish. <laughs> I'm so behind in Gotham. I'm so behind on all TV, but I have caught up. I'm I'm almost caught up with Shield. Shield's been really good. I have to say, I'm I'm really liking uh, the show as it goes along. Flash still better than. In mm-hmm. my opinion, than all the others, but um, Flash is so good. Constantine's been good. Well, I heard mm-hmm. that that's that's near cancellation, right? Did you hear about that? Oh, that's too bad. No, I didn't hear about that. I really like it, but I'm not surprised. I have to admit that doesn't seem like something that's going to grab everybody. But I really liked it. Yeah, I'm about two episodes in, and I'm digging it so far. I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I do wish because the the doors that they could open using that character for a lot, you know, the the you know the darker side of the DC universe. I mean, it would just be a shame to just waste that universe, you know. Um, especially with you know, didn't they say Del Toro's turned in a, a script for like the dark universe yeah. or something? So yeah, some the Justice League Dark oh, is going to be coming. Yeah, and it's just like you know. It's such a great, like, you know, so many cool opportunities for this stuff. It's like, and I guess they're just miscalculating it, you know, because what's it, uh, you know, Walking Dead is popular and all these other shows are popular. Yeah. Maybe this show's not going dark enough. Maybe it's too, a little too lighthearted. Well, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know, because I think that, I think what they were trying to do was find something that could rival something like Supernatural, which is right. a CD show, which is, like, just insanely popular. It's ridiculous right. how popular it is. But... I think they were trying to do like a serious version of that and still keep it light. And I think, man, I think it's great. I just am sorry that it's not, I don't know if it's not serious enough for people or if, if it's not melodramatic enough for that crowd to get the crossover. 
I don't know, but I love it's it. Just, it's just not on the right network. Like, I think, I almost mm-hmm. feel like when I think of that series, that should have been, like, on Netflix or something, right? Yeah. Like that, right. That doesn't really fit to, like, the NBC. NBC, right. It's also a Friday night show. And I don't know about you guys, but how many, I mean, how many people in their 20s and under stay home and watch, you know, yeah. and see on a Friday night? Chances are you're out doing something else or like watching a movie, you know, it doesn't, doesn't scream TV show night to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I I think, did X-Files start on Sundays or did it start on uh, Fridays or Sundays? Oh I was, gosh, I don't know how it started. I was, I was trying to remember X-Files being on a Friday night, like for mm-hmm. the longest time. Like that's what it meant. That's what Friday nights meant for a while. But, but again, that's nowadays. Like I, I think like, the way you always tell me about movies and release schedules, I don't even think it matters anymore when it's on because right. I can't think of the last show I watched live. Like unless it was a live oh, show. Get in Game of Thrones live every week. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I would love to, but I, I just can't do it. Like I, I, although Walking Dead, I don't watch it live, but I make sure I watch it Sunday night before the next yeah. day because because you don't want spoilers <laughs> yeah and it's not even i don't even blame people anymore because i feel like people on facebook have finally realized it now i blame the media because they'll just print yeah. it right on the cover of the paper without a yeah. care in the world <laughs> you right. know so yeah. but um yeah but i, I I'm, I'm trying to think you know the big the big uh winter movies that are coming out besides lord of the rings is there anything else that we're looking forward to that's coming up now I can't think of anything because I was trying to figure that out the other day. I'm like, what's coming out that I want to get, you know, see during Christmas break and all that other stuff. And uh, I can't really, other than Lord of the Rings and, and uh, oh, you know. Yeah. I feel like there were a couple other movies I was interested in, but it's not because they were big blockbusters. You know, it was just something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. And then I mentioned it was Christmas Day, but I don't remember specifically what. I would have to look up. Oh, uh, Annie. Annie's coming out. Oh, there yeah, you go. What I was thinking. <laughs> I, you know, what's sad is I, I, I you know, I want to see it because I need to because I need to see <laughs> what they've done to my show. You know what I mean? I love that show as a kid. Right. And That's, you talking about that made me realize Into the Woods is the one that I want to. Oh, see. Into the Woods. Yeah, I want to see that too. But what's so funny? I was, I was just saying to somebody, I was like, I, there's no, you know, my, my wife has no interest in seeing it. There is no way in hell a 45 year old man <laughs> is going to go, go see Annie in the movie theater. You know, I might as well wear a trench coat if I do that. Like, I, I, I'm not going to look right. Well, I mean, I, I did feel kind of funny when I went to see Step Up 3 by myself. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sitting in the theater. I mean, even some guy pointed it out as he walked in. He's like, oh, great, some asshole gets to sit in the middle. That's what he said? He's with his family. He walks in. He's like, great, some asshole sitting in the middle. Wow. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I showed up early. What the hell? What do you want from me? Yeah, and every every other seat is taken. Was be in there. I, I <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like, why does, he, why does he give a shit? Like, who is he? The mayor of like the movie theater? Like, what? What's his problem? It's like because you know it's a three D movie. You want to see a three D in the best spot possible? <laughs> I'm by myself. What the hell? I'm going to sit on the side because you, on the off chance that some jerk is coming to watch a movie. So can't sit one row up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why do? Yeah, I don't. What? I don't. I don't get that, idiot. But anyway, yeah. I hope I, he I listens to the show and he feels stupid. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm curious about Annie too. I mean, shit. Uh, Annie was was. I mean, I saw the actual play, the musical, and you know, 
my family, we all went to go see the, the, the movie version, which just recently got added to Prime. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have fond memories of watching that movie because, you know, whatever. The, the music is catchy and the kids are cute and all that other stuff. So, and I was about the age of those those kids, you know, at that mm-hmm. time. So, whatever. I was exactly know. the age. I was Annie's age when I saw it. I was 10 years old. <laughs> and but she's actually, she works uh, in Jersey near, not too far from where I live. I guess she's a teacher in one of the schools around here or something like that. Which one from the movie? Yeah, Eileen Quinn. Oh, really? Yeah, a great <laughs> school teacher. How crazy. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I need to see. And I, it's funny because uh, I think uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are going to have mercy on me and, and let me take uh, my niece and nephew, my nieces, <laughs> to go see it uh, when they come down in Christmas because that'll that'll be helpful. Uh, <laughs> because I, I swear I'm not going to go if it's just me. I, I can't do it, you know. <laughs> There's no man, way. you're shame, man. Go see what you want to see. Uh, <laughs> that was, did, you, did you shoot yourself? <laughs> it sounded like someone came in and hit me with a frying pan. <laughs> you're not going to go see that. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, well, but I mean, yeah, I I'm trying to I'm trying to think though. But yeah, besides, I just, I just looked on Fandango. There's like nothing I really want to go see. No, Into the Woods. I am anxious to see. I I, I want to see what happens. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm extremely curious. Uh, you know what I did catch over the weekend? Because because in between football and Disney, they were like a spark of a movie, and of course the movie was Pirates of the the third Pirates movie at World's End. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I never I I never got to see that one. I only saw the second one, but I don't know. Geez, those I mean those movies are just so. I, it was so original the first one, and now when I see them on, it's just it's almost embarrassing to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a pirate guy. I've never been a pirate guy. You know, there's pirates or ninjas. I'm ninja, a ninja all the way. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, Richie. You know, that's all I talked about when I was like twelve. So I know. Um, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I never really got into the Pirates movies. I mean, the first one was a fun movie because you get to – it was just – it was a cool-looking movie. And, yeah. the, you know, the director is a good director, so it's not like it's, you know, crap movie. But the second one I barely made through, and I never even bothered with the rest of them. And they're still making another one, right? They're yeah, they're making – Making a new one. I just remember the second one being so confused, and I'm like, why? Why am I feeling confused? This is Pirates of the Caribbean too. Like I shouldn't be confused <laughs> about the story, what's going on, because it yeah. they just seem to be so. All I know is everyone could just kept saying parlay every ten seconds, and I'm like, <laughs> what? What's happening? You know. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's I, a pirate word, Rich. They had to use it as much as possible. I guess so. Yeah, but the first one, you know, I went in with like I I, I only was interested in seeing what Johnny Depp was going to do because. You know, it looked funny from the commercial, but that was such a surprise. And now the other, these other ones are ruining that first one. You know. Yeah. But. Did you guys see the trailer for Mordecai? Mordecai. Yeah, that looks. looks I, yeah, yeah, it looks interesting, I guess. But what is oh, that about? I don't even know. It's just like another wackadoo Johnny Depp movie where it reminds me of what him trying to do Pink Dark Panther. Shadow. Oh, Dark Shadows, yeah. yeah. Well, but yes, Pink Panther in in its theme, but just as far as him just doing an outlandish comedy, you know, that, I don't know. 
I feel like he's in a Jim Carrey mode. Where remember when Jim Carrey would show up to award shows and it got to a point where he didn't know what to do. So one one award show, he just threw a chair from the audience mm-hmm. into the stage. Like that's what I feel where Johnny Depp mm-hmm. is now. Like he just he's run out of you know he can't just be your regular person in a movie. So it's like he's expected now to just create a character in every movie he does. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I think it's almost too much now, you know. That's that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. I'm like, oh, I would, I would like it if you just did a movie as yourself sometime, or take a break if you feel like you need a break. Take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I think the Johnny Depp movies out there. <laughs> yeah, because the last movie I think where he didn't play any character was The Tourist. And that was pretty bad. <laughs> well, no, he was in Transcendence, but, I mean, that was, you know, that movie. Did you see that? Did you see that movie? I didn't see it, but I just, okay. you know. Did you see it? Did you see it? <laughs> did you see that movie? Do you know that it's bad, Matt? <laughs> that sounded it, like I, it. <laughs> I saw his, his face and his performance and yeah. his clip, and I'm like, oh, you're yeah. not really grabbing me. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's been. I don't know what it is. Sometimes that late at night, I when you have choices to see something and you just like, ah, oh, I can't. I don't want to start anything right now because it's so late. I'll probably fall asleep. But then the worst thing happens is you end up watching like staying alive or <laughs> yeah you end up watching something stupid and then staying up for it and yeah like, God, really? <laughs> exactly <laughs> i like, could have watched something i wanted to watch <laughs> yeah. i watch a lot of bad chick flicks that way where i'm like that's oh, all right i'm gonna fall asleep in five seconds anyway i don't care and then i've seen all of pitch perfect and i'm like oh, <laughs> oh. Well, hey the sequels good. the sequels coming out <laughs> I, I saw the trailer for that. I'm like, I I didn't see the first one, but I'm like, was it like Animal House the first one? Like, because the second one is definitely playing to an Animal House kind of crowd. Is it? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like I real mean... raunchy, like American. Oh, I, I'll I'll use. The, yeah, yeah. Like American Pie. Look at me, forty five year old, and mentions <laughs> Animal House, and I have to dumb it down with American Pie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I've seen an Animal House, but I was trying to like. And they didn't like live together in in that. They just were all in school. But yeah. I mean, I guess they're in some sort of college or yeah. some shit. But it was like, yeah, that it was raunchy like that. The first one, like, yeah, oh, okay. but not, you know, not over the top. But there were lots of innuendos, and I mean, there was vomit, and there was you know, yeah, sex, and but it wasn't like sex on screen. It was all, oh, it, it yeah. was all insinuated. You know, look at all our cleavage, and look at us sing these songs. We're not really singing. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god, with this acapella like, shit. I'm so, Sorry. I'm so... Stop with the fucking acapella shit. Yeah. All right, dance Stop. off. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch people dance. Well, that's okay. You can watch people dance. Um... Auto- you can't auto tune dancing. Oh, you can't yeah. auto-tune dancing. <laughs> this is true. And I'm not, like, you know, defending everything in the world. No, acapella. Right. My, but my I did think Pitch Perfect was much funnier than I ever expected it to be. So yeah. I was just like, I'm like, I can't believe I lasted through this whole movie. It was, it's know. got a charm to it, I guess. It's well, got something to it. Well, you That's know what? Charm. You know what didn't have a charm to it, and I lasted through the whole movie because I just, I couldn't sleep, was <laughs> Rhinestone. There's no charm from Rhinestone. There's no business. I know that one. You don't know Rhinestone? Which mm-hmm. one is that? Sylvester Stallone, Dolly Parton. <laughs> 
Didn't he? Wait, isn't that one Sylvester Stallone directed or wrote or something? He wrote and directed this masterpiece where he. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. He, uh, Dolly Parton, because New York is like the epicenter of country music for some weird reason. Um, Dolly Parton is is determined to find. You know, she makes a bet with her manager uh, that if she loses, she has to sleep with her manager, which I think the authority should have been called at that point. But uh, that if she loses, she sleeps with him, but she will get anyone off the street and make them a country star. And who shows up but silly cab driver Sylvester Stallone, who crashes into a fire hydrant. And uh, then the manager says, I choose that guy. And then she spends the rest of the movie trying to make him a country star by taking him to like uh, Nashville to to eat like a country person and and drink like this. And I'm I'm telling you, this is how this is how offensive it was to anyone from the south. It's not me <laughs> saying it that way, you know. The, the very few scenes of them teaching him how to sing, more scenes teaching him what to wear and, and plowing fields and, and doing things like that. Oh, wow. Jeez. You, you, you mentioned... Your <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You mentioned Nashville. It, got, it just made me think of something that I have been watching. I haven't watched the whole series yet, but the... Uh, and I've never been a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. Like, I, I mean, whatever. They have cool songs and stuff. I've never, like, really, like owned any of their music and stuff like that but i've been checking out that sonic highways thing that they have on yeah. hbo sound city yeah oh yeah it's really cool i really dig it it's it's a you know they're, they're going to a different cities uh and and recording a song there for this album which is already released and stuff and you know they talk to the the people the locals there whoever whoever's part of the music scene that you know made the scene there like new york city or you know, D.C. Or, or, or Austin or whatever the hell it is. And it's just really cool to see the different flavors of music that yeah. you get from the different cities and then how, how that affects the song. Even though the songs that they play, they may not be genius songs. It, you can, it's, it's fun to see the process and see what inspires them and what inspires the lyrics and what inspires the, the music behind it and the solos and how they get to do that in the studio. And it's entertaining enough where you get a little bit of music history of those towns and then you're getting a song that's inspired by that. I thought it was kind of cool and like i said i haven't watched the whole series yet but so far it's been pretty entertaining i don't know yeah I, I, I really like it too i've been i've been watching it i liked his other documentary he did too where he he uh got the board that they first recorded uh that out of the first nirvana album and uh restoring it and and having people record in his studio but so that was a great documentary, but this one, this series, what I also like too is even though the album, the CD is out, I like what they did on iTunes where the album is there, but they only release tracks every time each episode aired. Right. So right. then you you would only get each, so so you couldn't get all of it before. But it but it was uh, it's a well done series. I, I think absolutely it's really well done. Yeah. So definitely worth checking out. Well, with that, guys, unless there's uh, anything else, uh, I, I think I'm going to call this meeting to order. Unless we have any <laughs> other final business to uh, to declare. Star Wars trailer. <laughs> yes. Anyone who has not seen it, you should go search it out and then find the Lego version of it, which is pretty funny. And mm -hmm. I think we're going to post on our site um, on uh, Smash Cuts, uh, thesmashcuts.com, I believe, right? Oh, smashcutspodcast.com. Sorry, I'll, I'll edit that out. I believe we're going to post on smashcuts.com. We'll post a link to uh, the Darth Vader versus Batman um, uh, movie that you don't... 
yeah, the fan movie you never thought you wanted to see, right? But would pay big money to see the rest of it, you know? Because I want to know how the Kryptonian, what happens to him now? He's, he's right. <laughs> I want to see that whole movie. It's so cool. And, I mean, even Bat- Batman gets some great lines in it. I mean, just a. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but just just the yeah. I don't know. There's so many cool things in it. <laughs> they might as well have gotten because the guy was doing a perfect Kevin Conroy voice. They might as well yeah. have gotten uh, Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah, no shit. Oh, actually, you know what? Wait, I do have a Kevin Conroy story. Which uh, who who has those, huh? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but what's so funny? Uh, I knew somebody who did security at uh, Comic Con, and they were doing. They actually were in charge of um, the Hulk. Um, what's his name? Uh, the Hulk. Uh, Hulk Hogan. And uh, so they were saying, you know, he his hearing's not very good, and he was signing and stuff like that. Literally right next to him was Kevin Conroy, who was signing. Kevin Conroy decided he, you know, he had been there a long time, so he took a break, and he was going to come back. So the other security guards announced to the line waiting, they said, Kevin Conroy is taking a 30-minute break, you know, this, and uh, he'll, be, he'll be back as soon as possible. The next guy up, is like screaming and man. He's like, "Ah, oh, this isn't right. This isn't fair, man. Why he's got to take lunch? I've been waiting here all day. This isn't right." And so Hulk Hogan signing away, and the guy goes to him, "Do you believe this, Hulk? Can you believe this guy went and he went to go get lunch?" And Hulk Hogan looks up at him and he says, "Ah, oh, no, nah, man. I'm cool. I ate something already. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Now, for anybody who doesn't recognize Kevin Conroy as a name, (laughs) oh, sorry, yeah, I forgot to look that out. (laughs) Yeah, it's the um, the voice of Batman for you know the animated series and the Arkham um, uh, Arkham games, games, you know, and pretty much any animated movie you've probably ever seen Batman in. Um, You probably probably heard him say. (laughs) Harvey, no. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so Ar- yeah, Arkham, Arkham uh, was it in the Arkham Knight gameplay video too? Check that out too. It's beautiful. Nice. Great for that game. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm more excited about games than I am movies right, right now. To say, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot coming out. There's a lot of cool ones. I'm excited about. I've got a. Uh, I've got the Marvel's Infinity game coming anytime, which is going to send me down a path of buying figures that I did not want to go on. But um, yeah, way uh, to go! Way to spend a cheap amount of money getting the game, but a lifetime commitment. Yeah, of getting I know. The add-on content. I know. <laughs> so what? So so Xavier has to go to you know he doesn't get to go to a prestigious college. He gets to go to community <laughs> college. There's nothing wrong with that. You learn things there. I mean, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> Don't get mad if you choose one of them up. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. That's going on a high shelf <laughs> but with that said I'm going to leave Tony to give you the plugs we'll be our uh, smash Hit site will be moving to a new location uh, pretty soon and here's this is Tony G with the update I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what is it what is it we have a website what's happening that's right Rich Hi everyone, this is Tony G of the Mr. Movie News Podcast with a very special announcement. The Smash Cuts Podcast is moving to its own page. Please go to www.smashcutspodcast.com and save that page. Right now there are links there to all of the shows, social media, and everything that's available at the moment. That's www.smashcutspodcast.com. All of this is currently in the works and 
bear with us as we make this transition. You can also contact the Smash Cuts gang now directly through their own email at smashcutspodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure you note these links. We'll be repeating them for the next couple of months as we make the transition. Hope to see you there, and hope you tell your friends. Tell all your friends. For the Smash Cuts Podcast, this has been Tony G. Thanks for joining us.